0: everybody. Welcome back. Liz here. If you get our emails, you know that Anna is on maternity leave. And so, uh, Anna, if you're listening to this, we're all so excited for you (laughs) and all so happy that you are taking this time to just uh, get ready and kind of immerse yourself in this new season of life. And so for those of you who listen and, and are hanging out with us every week, Uh, This part of the podcast, so the beginning and the end, will be a little bit different for the next few months. We will have some uh, guests come and kind of do practice notes with me and share their gratitude. It's going to be great because you're going to get a whole bunch of new resources, um, which will be awesome. So for today, it's just me. So thank you for joining us. Um, Thank you for listening and subscribing and liking and sharing and all of that stuff. My practice notes this week are about something that I've gotten at least three emails about in the last week. We've also had some people ask on social media um, just about your own practice and the length of your practice and how often you should be practicing. And this is something that I felt really rigid about in the beginning of my practice um, that I felt like if I didn't come to the mat, like, you know... I think I've said before, it had to be like three or four times a week and it had to be an hour and a half class. And if it wasn't that, I just felt like I was failing. And so my on the mat and off the mat practice notes this week are to give yourself just some grace in this area. There are weeks now that I honestly don't make it to my mat. I This is going to be one of those weeks It is basketball playoff season here, which means that we're not getting home at night until probably nine or 10 o'clock at night. And what my body really needs when I get home at nine or 10 o'clock at night after being gone since six in the morning is to go to sleep. (laughs) And so I would just encourage you to let your practice ebb and flow with your life. And it doesn't mean that your practice is failing, um, and this is practice notes because this goes for everything in your life to allow, you know, the things that you do for yourself um, to just kind of, you know, go with the flow and, and be easy on yourself. And so I've talked to several of you this week who have not been easy on yourself about your yoga practice um, and really just were taking it as failure um, but also behind a lot of those conversations, it wasn't like you were just like, I just wanna, you know, do nothing. <laughs> it was that you're busy or that there's a lot going on. And sometimes also we need to just do nothing. So uh just be mindful of that and give yourself the space that you need and yeah, it will be fine and you will come back to your mat. I will practice yoga next week. I know that. So uh my mat's definitely not going anywhere. Um this week, Anna did a solo episode, so she she left us with something, <laughs> but she is going to talk about goals and outcomes versus action and outcomes and just how you approach your yoga practice um, and also how you approach those kinds of things in your life. So stick around and listen.
1: Okay, so today I want to talk about how we approach our yoga practice because I think it has resonance for how we approach our lives, including our shared lives and community. So from what I have gathered over the years of my own practice, as well as conversations with hundreds, if not thousands of you over the years, is that people tend to approach their practice in one of two ways, if we're really going to make it (laughs) kind of concrete like that, with either a goal outcome or an action outcome. Now on the face of it, those two can look similar, but bear with me while I try to separate the threads a little bit and talk about why I think that matters. So when I'm talking about a goal outcome, I'm really meaning something you want to achieve. So, here are some examples. I want a yoga practice. I want to learn how to play the guitar. I want to lose weight. It's a very common goal outcome. I know that I have been there many times over the years in my past dieting days. Um, even I want to change the world. An action outcome is something like something you want to put in place in your life so maybe it's more specific. I want to practice yoga three times a week. I want to take weekly guitar lessons. I want to attend one volunteer meeting per week. So there certainly can be some overlap between these two categories, but I'm intentionally pulling them apart here because I think in some ways we have gotten the message that goal outcomes at least on their own, are, reg- are rarely enough to get us where we want to go. So we've learned that goal outcomes are too general, but they don't tell us how we're actually going to achieve them. So we don't often get started or we give up very easily. Um, and it puts our focus into an indeterminate future rather than the present moment. So many of us have learned to shift toward action outcomes. And what feels different about action outcomes is they seem smaller and more tangible. And in some ways that's true. Practicing yoga three times per week is certainly an easier foothold than I want a yoga practice. Here's what I am interested in talking about today though. I think that action outcomes are basically just goal outcomes in disguise Because though they are smaller, they're still asking us to project to a future us that may or may not be able to bring these outcomes into fruition. So hang with me now. I know what you might be thinking, (laughs) which is what I have thought before. But if I don't have goal outcomes and I don't have action outcomes what will become of my life? (laughs) I want to grow. I have things I want to do. And if you're thinking any of that, I totally hear you and I'm with you. I am also not done growing in my own life, I hope, (laughs) either. So here's what I'm suggesting for your consideration, what I am pondering over here in my own life too. And it's this, what if instead of outcomes we put our focus on practice. And yeah, I think in some ways that can make practice an outcome, depending on how you think about it or approach it. But I am thinking about it differently because I believe that practice is always possible if we allow it to be elastic and responsive to our lives. And I'm not only talking about yoga practice, I'm talking about all of the various... Self improvement type projects that we take on all the time, because of course there are parts of life where outcomes are necessary, like when they're imposed by your boss, or when they're things like keeping your kid or your pet alive, or when something critical is happening in the world that needs your immediate signature on the petition or donation. Um, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the rest of the time which is honestly, I think, where most of life is lived. With practice as your framework, you can find your way into your actual life today. And though I know it might feel scary to approach it that way with less control, really, um, not to be less engaged, but to actually be more engaged over the long term is what I think it's about. Because a practice... Framework has life-changing built into it. It asks you what works for you today, what your yoga practice can be today, how you can show up today. Maybe you're getting the gist of the today, um, what good you can do today. And we've talked about this before when we talked about deciding to practice every day, not by buckling down harder on yourself, which is many of our instincts, mine mine included, but really by expanding what it means to practice. And here's what I have found in my own experience. The more I truly practice and trust in this way, the more information surfaces about what is needed on any given day. So I don't find that I just lay around on blankets all day or never get around to doing anything in the world with this approach. I actually find that I am far more interested in and make time more easily for more than I ever used to when I had a goal or an action outcome. And I think that's because the goal action outcomes often felt like shoulds to me, whereas when I take that practice approach, my lens shifts to one of possibility rather than obligation. And I find myself usually interested in and curious about what I can do that day. I think it's also because I'm doing small things regularly rather than medium slash big things sporadically. Um, And it's kind of amazing what can happen when you build from small things regularly. The other big benefit of the practice approach in my life is that it keeps me out of the resist slash quit cycle. I often found slash find myself in when I am more focused on goals and outcomes. And I don't know if resist or quit (laughs) resonate with you, but... I feel like I could probably write a whole book called Resist Slash Quit and give like a million examples. Um, and I have certainly fallen into that cycle big time in my own yoga practice over the years. We've talked about that before. I've also done it in my activist youth when I just went full out on what felt like every single issue. I've done it with work. I mean, let's face it. I've probably done it in every part of my life. <laughs> Um, So knowing that we have years ahead, I think it's interesting to think about what does a practice approach look like in in these different parts of life, in relationships, in engagement in the community, in your work or career, in anything that you're doing really. I think you can consider, hmm, I wonder... If or how or what it would look like to bring a practice lens or approach into that, where we don't only think about things in terms of one off actions, but really as a way of seeing the world as something that colors our days and encounters and relationships and isn't separate from anything else. So, I don't really have any answers, but I'm interested to hear what you think, and I'm curious to keep considering
0: myself too. Okay. I am back. I hope that you enjoyed that. I loved listening to it and I loved reading the notes. I got a sneak peek before we all got to listen to it on the podcast this week and I really enjoyed it and I hope you did too. So, um, we are going to do Curvy Collab next, which is just your resource for the week, and of course, I have someone for you to follow on social media. Her name is Ola Kemi. She is a plus-size model and um, a body-positive activist, and she's beautiful. And every time one of her pictures pops up in my um, in my feed, I'm always kind of like I like gasp a little. <laughs> because the colors are so beautiful and vibrant, and I love it. So it's underscore O-L-A-K-E-M-I underscore, and we will make sure to link that in the notes too so that you can follow her if you'd like um, as we all overhaul our social media. (laughs) Um, And then next, I'm going to talk about my gratitude for the week. So as I mentioned earlier... um, High school basketball season is wrapping up here in Nashville, and so things are just crazy and busy. Um, But I've had the opportunity to just kind of like check in with a couple of friends this week, and I had a friend who started a group chat yesterday, and she said, can we all just like check in with each other, like a midweek check in every Wednesday. We've had a hard time, this group of friends getting together lately because everybody is so busy and um, kind of everyone is also in like life transitions and it's been a hard to find time for everyone to, to get together. And so she just sent, she just sent a text <laughs> and said, let's on Wednesdays, like, let's be really intentional about just checking in with each other. So I'm thankful for friends that just... Because I'm just like, oh, we can't ever see each other. We'll never see each other again. It's been great knowing you guys for 20 years. (laughs) Um, So I'm just thankful for her for just saying, just because we can't see each other doesn't mean we're throwing the friendships out the window Um, and coming up with a simple solution for checking in. And so um, that thread turned into a lot of laughs and uh, just some real moments. And so... I'm super thankful for all of my friendships, but specifically that one. I hope that you guys are having a great week. Thank you again for for joining us. And um, we're so thankful that you continue to show up. If you have podcast ideas, things that you would like for us to talk about, please feel free to email me. I'm liz at curvyyoga.com or DM me or reach out to us, however you do that. We're going to take one deep breath together to close. Inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.